Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f- yourself? <laughs> wow. Well, you weren't kidding. You were you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. This is Richard Deitch, the host of the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Multiple times a week, our podcast will get you interviews with the most notable names in sports media, from broadcasters to dealmakers to people doing great work behind the scenes. Here's Hubie Brown. Anytime that you win an award, it's not just because of the announcer and the analyst. It's always because of the production team. That's the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Oh, yes, it is podcast time. Uh, normally, I do this with Jerry Recco, but Jerry hosted today. And I think he has a, another podcast that he does with the Rutgers basketball coach, which he had to get to. So Eddie Scazzari joins me today. Hello, podcast people. Hello, podcast people. I know you listen to these podcasts uh, after we do them. You you mine them for uh, inappropriate uh, language that you can then use against us on the air, that sort of thing. Yes. So I wonder, and maybe you skip around and don't you know fully listen to them, but I wanted to get your take on something I brought up to Jerry either earlier this week or at the end of last week, which was this idea of, and I know you're not a religious guy, mm-hmm. this idea of do humans have souls? What are your thoughts on humans having souls? I am open to the idea that there is some essence uh, of us that survives. Oh, really? Um, I don't necessarily think that that goes against my atheist's beliefs, right. uh, but... Some people may argue that point, but I do, uh, I guess I hope. You hope that we... That there is some something else after. Uh, I don't firmly believe that. I really, I don't know one way or the other. Now, I brought up to Jerry uh, the, their photographs that you could find online of uh, uh, pictures of what people believe are photographs of souls. Like I saw one really powerful photo from a news story of this uh, this bad accident on the highway and hovering above the truck was what appeared to be a soul. Yeah. What I'm are your with, thoughts uh, on that one? I agree with Oops. Jerry's take on that, that there could be, uh, you know, some doctoring going on. Some fugaziness to or it. Or a trick of the light or a shadow or a shimmer or whatever. That right. It's, uh, and I also agree with his follow-up point to that, that if that was real, uh, that would be front-page news. Everywhere. Right, it wouldn't have been buried on some website that I saw it on. Correct. Fair enough. Do you think dogs have a soul? Uh, yeah, if people do, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything special about us except our, you know, more evolved brains. Okay. So that if we do, I would think that all life does some energy. Okay. So now, if we kill a mouse, that's bad. 
bad karma for us. Well, because it depends on the reasons you're doing it. It's if, just in my house. Well, because the way you know, they go. it's unfortunate, and I feel very guilty when it happens. You know, but uh, you know, if you set a mouse trap, um, you know, I much would I, I would prefer getting the sort of you know thing that doesn't kill them, the live capture ones, or what I forget what those are called, those traps. Um, but I have used the lethal mouse traps, and I feel terrible about it. But then you have the other side. Do you want something that could be potentially carrying disease and be harmful to you in your home? Right. So that's the sort of trade-off. But I, I do believe that all, again, if we have a soul or something, some energy, I believe that all life does. And then maybe in the if there is in sort of some sort of a plane of existence after, you know, would a mouse like would I be able to talk to a mouse? Sorry about I, that. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I would think it would sort of would be the after existence would be sort of similar in terms of where you are on the evolutionary spectrum. But again, it, we could all be the same and all equal and all life energy. Who the hell knows? What about bugs? Different story? No. Uh-uh. Really? Plants, everything. Anything that's living. So a cockroach, a dog, a human, soul, 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 or some thumb, thumb, something Mic- like that. Microbes, viruses, microbes. phytoplankton. Yeah. Hmm. All life energy. Uh, Gina once had a mouse at her house, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't know how to i didn't know what type of mouse trap i wanted because mm-hmm. i certainly didn't want the one where i see its neck get snapped that i wasn't interested in this idea of the sticky traps where i now see it struggling or you hear that they chew their own foot off or something yeah. like that i'm not interested no. in. so i found these traps where it looks like a like a mini igloo mm-hmm. and they go in and when they go in it shuts the door mm-hmm. and you don't see them or anything, and then you just throw right. the whole trap out. Yeah, again, that would see if I, I think the the I had used the lethal ones, and then I was so upset about it. The next time I bought the have a heart traps, where they're you know they're just in the box, and then you go and you let them out somewhere. You take them to the woods. Yeah, and in fact, we currently, if you go to my front yard, you'll see have a heart or safe. Of squirrel safe traps where you know they put the peanut butter in and then they go in and you know so far we've caught like six squirrels you know not me personally we paid a guy who and then comes every day and checks and then takes them somewhere and i hope he's not just shooting them right killing them i hope he's taking them to the park and releasing them that's what they say they do so i'm gonna believe it um because we had Squirrels are now getting under our solar panels. Oh, because they climb up a tree. If you have a tree near your home. So did you chop your tree branches? No, because they can jump. So you'd really have to actually remove the tree because they can jump from, you know, like they can jump eight feet from a branch. There's no problem. So they were jumping. They they go on your roof and they they go under your solar panels to do what? To live there? Have, yes, have not built a nest. Now, last spring or two springs ago. Probably warm under there. Yeah. Well, it was like maybe it was even three, whatever it was. We had a raccoon uh, up there and between, and there were also some squirrels and they actually made a hole in the roof when it was a leak and it was a whole mess. So then when we got it all fixed, we put critter guards around the solar panels. 
and that works for the raccoons, but I think the squirrels can somehow get in there still, so we, we now have squirrels up there again. So we're going to set traps for a week, or this is what the person who's doing it for us said, and then you basically catch everything that's living there within a week, and then the problem should be okay. Do you think these squirrels, like, when we had a dog... We always had dogs growing up, and we had a and we had moved from Island, New Jersey, to Colonial, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. It was just a town over, but major, uh, not highways by any means, but a more of a major busy road separated the One towns. Nine? No, it was like uh, New Dover Road. Okay, you know, just a faster moving street and different neighborhoods, all stuff. So when our when we moved from Island to Colonial, we moved with our dog, and when our dog would escape or run away, he would always go back to the Island house. He knew how to get back there mm-hmm. somehow. Do you think these squirrels that are getting let loose in, say, Menlo Park or Roosevelt Park, they're coming back to your home because they know this is where the solar panel action is? I do not. Uh, don't. I don't think they have the same sort of sense and also sense of smell and the tracking ability and the recognition dogs are, you know, more evolved mentally than a squirrel. Yeah. So I I do not believe that if you go outside of a certain radius and it may be a half mile only that the squirrels would be like, "Oh, okay. Here, that's this is right. good. There's nuts here. I'll just stay yeah, here." Exactly. And your dogs don't go they're not afraid of your dogs, these squirrels. Uh, well, they don't go well my my labs, my two labs that I have uh, from the seeing eye seeing eye dropouts if you will. They'll they'll kind of like look and maybe you know chase a tiny bit, but this rescue we got who was part hound. Oh, oh the hounds—they love oh, a squirrel. He is. He just can't wait to get outside. And there's a squirrel in the yard. He tears after him. I don't know what he would do if he caught one. Right. I'm afraid he might kill it. I'm not sure if he's just a tracker or an HK, as they say, hunter killer. Um, and I don't know if he has any terrier in him. Definitely has hound and is definitely a tracker. And he so just, a tracker will just uh, catch the squirrel, or or keep it at bay. So you like, know? so like you, the hunter, correct, would be able to cor- get cor- it, correct. So, but I don't know what he would do ultimately. Um, but uh, I I don't want to find out, right? But he just tears after them, and and he has not, he can't catch them. Um, but he might one day if there's right. an inexperienced squirrel or a squirrel who you know tries. Tr- you know, goes the wrong escape. Yeah, it doesn't route. know the yard. It yeah. gets cornered. So the guy asked us if he wanted to keep the uh, traps in the put the traps in the backyard. I was like, no, because if even if they're in the cage and theoretically safe, if they see the, they're gonna have a little heart attack. Right. So or your and, dog will just start rolling the cage. Oh, something. Yeah. Hmm. All right. What else did I have from today? Uh, I don't know the the souls I wanted to ask you about. Oh, there's, uh, you know, the uh, fires that are raging in yes. Australia. Mm-hmm. So I guess popping up here in New York City, I saw this story that uh, stuffed koala bears are popping up all over New York City to remind people to donate to the wildfires. Now, I've talked to Gio about this off the air. He says, you know, you see a lot, especially on social media, hey, donate to the... And Gio says, like, what is... Th- what am I? What do people want me to do about fires raging in Australia? Mm-hmm. Well, I think um, it depends. My wife is actually involved in a fundraiser for this, for that purpose, and the, and she is a, she she is an independent yarn dyer 
Yes, that's a thing. Independent yarn dyer? Yes, uh, indie yarn dyer. Um, and they're in the knitting community, and it is a large community. Does uh, she look down on the corporate yarn dyers? So she's an no, independent? No, I don't I don't think so. She right, might not. I haven't really gotten into it. But anyway, the, in the knitting community, there were like, uh, it was uh, calls going out for, um, to have knit pouches for the joeys, the ba- baby kangaroos. Because their moms have perished, and then they they but they need to be inside of a pouch that's part of their development or whatever, and then also some sort of gloves to handle koala bears or something. Oh my goodness! And then there was like a ton. They got a ton. They said, "Okay, stop. You know, enough with that." But you know, the money. If you donate money, then they can then use that for whatever purposes of uh, that they need to buy food for the displaced animals, or to relocate them, or to help them medically, or whatever the case may be, or just to help, you know, the people who have died or the families that are affected and the homes that are destroyed and all that other stuff. So it strangely um, seems like for this disaster mm-hmm. that we're more focused on the animals than people. Is that because yeah. this is going on in an area that's affecting more animals than people? Well, if you believe the numbers, I think they said a billion animals have perished because of this. Yeah. I don't know how many humans have died certainly not a billion uh, no we've heard it, about it, that like and i uh, i forgive me for being insensitive and ignorant about it in the, my head i think it's like 28 or something like that but then also in my head is 400 so i don't know how many people have died right uh, i think it's the lower number but i again i apologize for being insensitive and not knowing but, but, but the animal number is just such oh, an enormous e- number e- here a, a billion a billion yeah that is quite sad, and there are there's some talk that there's um, some of the species face extinction now because of this. So uh, that's messed up. Yeah. So they were they were the the independent yarners or the yarn, yarn dyers, the knitting the, the yarn people the yarn committee mm-hmm. were making pouches for the baby kangaroos. Yes. And how do they know how to get them over there? I, I, I suppose, you know, obviously it's it's somehow set up and, you know, there's places to send. But I think they got so many, they're like, enough. We've got enough pouches. So, but my wife does for a lot of these different um, uh, situations that arise, tragedies or natural disasters, she will say, hey, I'm running a fundraiser and... Uh, X number or whatever percent of the of my sales are going to go to this. So she's done that quite frequently. Because I've even seen like people doing like this is a yoga class for Australia, mm-hmm. and I think in my head, well, what's that? Is that really doing anything? Well, um, is it like so you feel you feel calm and better about what's going on over there? No, no, or it's the, like a, a benefit for Australia. Okay, so it's a similar thing. Yeah, where they're donating the profits to. Yeah, it just seems like so little compared to like at least like what you're saying with the knitting pouches. That's a physical thing that mm-hmm. they're doing. They've gotten in so many of them. They said we're good, right? Which happens a lot with these kinds of disaster relief funds. Well, people will send all sorts of food or water or whatever, and and you know the stuff. A, a lot of it, if it's perishable, you know, you just it's a waste, right? Um, and then if it's not, it's just a logistical nightmare to then deal with the amount of things that come in where you donate to the Red Cross or Salvation Army or whoever, whatever um, charities typically help with these things, then it's just cash and then they can use that for 
the the proper purposes. Right. The things that so if you see these uh stuffed koalas popping up in New York, that's what it's for. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good idea. Because we tend to forget some things. Of course, like, oh, I forgot you know, it's about on the that. other it's you know, other side of the world, other on in both ways. You know, it's the southern hemisphere. Right. So All right. Now here's a different type of story for okay. you. Okay. A new study is out. I do love a good study that you says do. 71% of people sleep naked to increase intimacy. Hmm. How about that? A new study, 2,000 Americans with uh, examined their sleeping habits in relation to whether they prefer to sleep nude or wear pajamas. Nude sleepers were more likely to be night owls, whereas pajama wearers were more early birds. That makes sense. You get up as an early bird... You like to be in your pajamas because you'd be hanging around the house. And what the hell are we? You we know? are early birds. Okay. So we would be pajama people. All right. Do you sleep pajamas or oh, yeah. like underpants only? Uh, okay. They're not the, it's not classic pajamas, right. if you will, but it is my pajamas. It's, you know, boxer shorts and a scrub shirt. Scrub shirt. And I do that because the scrub shirt has a pocket and then I can put my insulin pump. Oh, nice. There. So, yeah. All right. There you go. So you have a pair of, uh, oh, just whatever boxers you're wearing. Correct. And then, no, I don't have the special nighttime boxers. Oh, I see. I just wear the boxers and then, you know, uh, normal whatever boxers and then the scrub shirt. Yeah, I go um, uh, shorts and um, like some sh- sort of t-shirt. Shorts. Athletic shorts with, with my underpants. Okay. I'm not sure why. Yeah. Whatever. I just like a little... Uh, hey, that's what you are comfortable with. That's what I'm comfortable with. Okay. And I will sometimes, like in the winter, wear pajama bottoms. Uh, it's got to be really cold yeah. for me to go to that route. And yeah. to, you know, or even put on socks or whatever. Uh, but because, you know, I have the three dogs in the bed with me. So, oh, you so know, it gets a little warm. So every night is a three-dog night. So it gets warm. <laughs> Is that what the song Three Dog Night is about? Yeah. What, a person sleeping with three dogs? Correct. That, I, I think it came from the Yukon, uh, from people where, you know, when it got really cold, oh, oh man, this is a three dog night. Right. So, because sleeping with, cuddling up with dogs, it, it could keep you warm. So you have a three dog night every night? Every night. Hmm. You Have you ever had a time in your life where you regularly slept in the nude? No, never. Yeah, me neither. No, I haven't. I would always fear like an intruder coming in and then I have to fight him nude. Yeah, that's a problem. Or a fire a fire alarm. Anything. And Anything. then I'm running out nude. Right. With my it's neighbors. bad enough running out in your boxer shorts. Right. Uh, depending on the weather, of course, also. Yeah. Um, now, when you said 71%, yeah. that doesn't mean 71% of people sleep nude. That means 71% of people who do sleep nude do it so they can get amorous? Yes, uh, for to increase their intimacy. Gotcha. I guess just being nude in the bed with oh, your nude partner. It saves partner. a step. Right, saves a step. Mm-hmm. You're already nude. Right. Hmm. And But if it might be a tip-off if you're always nude and, you know. And their partner is Your uh, uh, partner is wearing a footy pajamas. Right. With a turtleneck underneath. And, you know, and a nightcap. That's right. That's a problem. Turtleneck, nightcap, footy pajamas. Right. I'm going to pass on uh, intimacy with yeah. you this evening. All right, uh, Eddie, uh, that is all tomorrow. Is, are we done? Already? We are done. Wow. Tomorrow, Boomer Esiason returns from mm-hmm. his Miami trip. Yes, and he is going to be all oh, he's sorts be... of fired up about the Mets. He's going to be fired up. 
because he's been fired up texting oh. uh, texting me updates on why Beltran should be fired yeah. or not be I, fired. And do you have an opinion? My opinion is uh, do not fire. I agree. And also, you know what? I kind of like a guy that's willing to do almost anything to 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 win. Agree. And, you know, whether or not he did anything with electronics or anything, the guy's a code breaker. Right. And he he just has whatever skill that is to discern yeah. patterns and codes. So if you give told me more me of that. Last season, Carlos Beltran got caught being on steroids. He'd be like, still a manager. Let's yeah, go. I don't care about the steroids. Yeah. I don't care about the don't sign care. stealing. I do not care. Yeah. Now, if you told me he, uh, you know, caught squirrels in his yard and murdered them, yeah, that's not a, interested. that's a problem. That's a problem. Like Gio was saying on the show, you know, you're talking, you're, you're trying to equate this with, you know, armed robbery. <laughs> yeah, a guy on Twitter tried to equate it to robbing a bank with a gun. Please. Stop it. Yeah. I do think he's going to be fired, though. Uh, I actually, I'm not sure. Really? I think he might have been already. If they hang in there. They got to just get through today. Right. They get through today. Right, because then tomorrow is Friday. Then here come the weekend. Right. Then Monday we're talking about Super Bowl. Although some people, like Boomer, may be like, you know, keep sort of banging banging that drum. Bang the drum slowly. Mm -hmm. All right, warm-up show is next. I did that with Jerry Recca. You did. Because he didn't, he was here on time. He just had to leave to go to. He had a situation. A second no problem. podcast. Yes. Oh, also, he also had a doctor appointment. Yes. And I'd love to get into it with you, but that breaks all HIPAA rules. Yes, it does. All right, warm up next. See you. See you. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. Here we go. It's a Thursday morning. Al Dukes is here. He's tan. He's wearing clothes that pretty much look like his complexion. And I would like to say to you first, good morning. Oh, hi, Jerry. Second, you've got big fans that I met last night. Oh, at uh, Rutgers. That's right. Dave and Brody. Dave and Brody Van Wagenen? No. I would say Brody's no more than six. Oh, six years old. Loves himself some Al Dukes. Oh, I, um... That's my main audience. Uh, six. That's your target demo, six-year-olds? Six, six plus, they say in the business, Jerry. Six plus. Anybody six years old or older, that's who I my target demo is. Well, Dave asked me to say, what's up? Oh, tell him. So there you go. What's oh, up? Oh, hi, Dave and Brody. Jerry, so Rutgers have beat Indiana. They did. You're Indiana Hoosiers. Did Bobby Knight throw a chair or anything? Uh, Bobby Knight was, wasn't there. Uh, no. Ticked off. Bobby uh, Knight was not there. Rutgers. No, didn't see him. Um, the but, coach did get a technical foul. But he didn't throw a chair. But they're good, uh, Indiana. Yeah? They're, so it was a nice win for Rutgers? It was a very good one for Rutgers, okay. yes. They've had a lot of good wins this year. Did you think prior to the game that anyone from, throw the, a chair? No. from the Indiana basketball team knew what New Brunswick was? New Brunswick, well, they've New been Jersey, here before. Piscataway. So they lost here last year. So Pandemonium. Probably so. Yeah. Oh, they've... Oh. Don't even come in this building here anymore, <laughs> Indiana. Right. Hey, man, it's, I'm telling you, you got to get your butt state. out there. Let's go. Jerry, People want to see you. They do? They do. I'm sleeping. I know you are. I know. You know I watched yesterday, which I recommend. <laughs> I'm only on part one. It's a three-parter. A Netflix, Aaron Hernandez. That came out yesterday. Documentary, yes. Oh, okay. I got to see that. I watched um, hour number one. Hour, hour number, number one? Hour number two. Would Good you stuff. say lived up to the billing yes. so far? Very compelling. And it has three hours. Uh, it's a three-hour piece? Yes. Okay. I believe it's three hours total, three parts. So check that out. And I know my favorite ID channel starting Monday night 
is going to do their own Aaron Hernandez documentary. Mm. I don't know how you tap this one though. They've got all the all the main people involved. You know what I mean? Like his brother, right? His uh, buddies growing up, like there, everyone's in it. They have anything from him prior to his death? Um, yes, they have him with phone calls to right. his uh, aunt, his uh, fiance, mm. all those sorts of phone calls. I look yeah. for, uh, yeah, I will watch that. So yeah. this is perfect for you. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, yep. end of the weekend. Here we perfect. go. Not bad. Per- and then Monday, I started all new again with a whole new take from ID Channel. Got it, Jerry. I have a very bad feeling about this Carlos Beltran situation. You have a bad feeling. I have a bad feeling. That he's going to be fired. Yeah, because yeah. I've been around, you know, I, I've been around a time or two, Jerry, around the block, this sort of thing, the Opie and Anthony situation where, where there was a groundswell and you thought they were eventually get fired. I got to tell you, Al, I don't feel like there's a ground. I feel like we're ma- <laughs> I, I mean, I'll save this because we'll, I'll do this with, with G, I'm sure, for the next what? four hours. Okay. But I want to. I'm going to find. That's a, That's well, a radio I mean, a little tease. bit. I want to find a tweet last night that I thought was tremendous. You know, from Stefan Bondi. Stefan Bondi. Stefan Bondi. You know how you say that? He's a newspaper fellow. Yeah, he is. If I can he's find got a mustache. Him. He's got. He does. Yeah, I, I think so. I think he covers the Nets, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, can he's well rounded. He covers multiple sports. I he believe, does here. cover multiple sports. Well, I can't find it, but it was something along the lines of, "Must be hard to generate all this fake outrage." Over the Carlos Beltran or the whatever the sign still, and I thought it was I thought it was spot on. Like I, there, yeah, there are some people that are really ticked off. Most people I talk to don't seem to care about it. Yeah, what well, gets weird in these situations, and you can look at the Opie and Anthony thing, the Imus thing, when there's no other news going on, and people have to fill shows. That's why I think sometimes you get the feeling that it's going to end poorly. I, here's the here's the exact quote. It must be hard to summon all this fake outrage over sign stealing. Fake news. And to his point, it's what they it's do. It's true. It's sign stealing. Like, it's sign st- which they do, and it's fine as long as you don't cross a certain line. They cross the line. Fair enough. Punish them. Move on. But we're losing jobs over this. Right. And then the other thing, and I'm, well, I'll save it again, but what about the players? They're fine. They can just come back and play. So, whatever. The whole thing makes me... I don't know. I'm a, I don't like the whole the whole topic, and, but we have to do it, and I get it, and the Mets are in a weird spot. But to me, I'll say what I said yesterday. If Carlos Beltran's your guy, and I'll go back to a Brody Van Wagenen quote from when they hired him. Whatever happened with the Astros happened with the Astros. When he was asked about it and the implication months ago, he's now the Mets manager. What does Boomer say? We move forward. Moving, they, that's why the windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror. Right. Move that's forward. That's what they say. And the Mets have a thing today with Mike Piazza where they're renaming a street down in Port St. Lucie. Right. And, and Jeff Wilpon's going to speak. Yeah, so they go, what? Oh, everyone's going to be asking about the Beltran thing. I think if he's smart, and I, they're not going to do this, but what they should do is have a little, before it's televised, or maybe you put it on as well, do two separate ones. Guys, I'll take 10 questions on the Beltron thing, and then when we start the Piazza thing, I'm not doing it anymore. Because it really should be about him and what they're yes. doing. Unfortunately, it's not going to be the case. What if we did this today? They get rid of Beltran and hire Mike Piazza. <laughs> and you've got a, a joint press conference, you. and he'll be there. <laughs> and I don't think we're doing that. Not only is the street named after you, Mike, uh, I don't think but so. you're now the new Mets manager. Have, <sighs> you, have you seen some, like, the guys that are writing about it, like some of the options if they fire him? No. 
What are the options? What names have you seen, Jerry? Oh, you got Hensley Mullins. Hensley Mullins? Yeah, he's, well, he's their bench coach. We can't do that. He hasn't benched coached yet, but he's right. their bench coach. You've got, um, I have seen Terry Collins maybe for a year, which does make sense if, in fact, they go the Eduardo Perry. You didn't get the job the first time. We're going to go back to that. Joe McEwing. No, you're right. you got to go Terry Collins if that's I the agree. case. Step in. You've done it before, and you're familiar with everything. But, hmm. uh, you know what? I really do hope that's not the case. This naming streets after people is kind of silly anyway. The Mets are probably like, oh, why did we I hear Main Street in Matawan is about to become Duke's Boulevard. Nothing. By the way, yesterday when I arrived home in Matawan, Jerry, I was walking down the street. I was uh, approached by two police officers. They were looking for somebody. And they came to you. And they came to me because you know what? They know I have an eye on the neighborhood. Yes, it's called you're a creepy pervert with a window. Yeah, do you know that I went immediately up to my apartment and opened my windows? No, you're kidding me. I was looking out. Binoculars or no binoculars? No, I don't have binoculars. If I had them, trust me. How do you not have binoculars? I don't know. (laughs) Mr. I'm into everyone else's business. It seems creepy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Have you seen yourself? (laughs) Imagine just getting a photograph of me with my binoculars outside my window. News 12, hint. That's what he'd like you to do next. (laughs) Yes. Jerry, what do you make of this Jason Garrett interviewing with the Giants? I thought he was not interested in the offensive coordinator well, job. Well, we've never heard from Jason Garrett. That's what the report was. Reports, sources. There's no head coaching jobs out there. He played here, so he's got ties to the Giants. He's from here. I think, personally, it would be the perfect hire for yeah, the Giants. Yeah, me too. I think it would be really good. And, you know, it helps out Joe Jurge, uh 38-year-old first-time head coach. you got a guy that's got a lot of experience. And it makes sense. Plus, he was a quarterback. He's got, you know, he's got Daniel Jones. I think it's good. I think it would be the right hire for the Giants. Plus, if this is the year Daniel Jones has a breakout year, you get all the credit. Uh, he, would how, get a, he would get a lot of it. That's how I'd be looking at yeah, it. You get a lot of the credit. So I, I think if the Giants are smart, they make the move. And if Jason's smart, I think it's good for him because he could be back as a head coach. Now, you're right. If the Giants have a decent season, he could be back for a head coaching spot again next year very quickly. Plus, imagine how. It'll feel like hardly no work for him this year. You won't go from being a head coach, and now all you have to do is worry about the offense. But yeah. I mean, he a lot of responsibilities, but not like being the head coach for sure. And plus, the kid's 38, the head coach. You could step into that job. Right. You know, who knows? Not that he's going to be fired quickly, but you don't know. Where do you think he'll live, Jason Garrett, when he takes the Deal, job? Deal, New Jersey. Deal, that's a long know. drive. Isn't that where Parcells used to live? I don't know. I would think about that. Like, the Jets, when you go and you become a Jets player. Yeah. Florham Park, Park is a beautiful yeah. suburban mm-hmm. area. Beautiful homes. I'm sure there's gorgeous bougie. areas around the Meadowlands. Really? Yes. I think the Meadowlands is nothing but a No, not but great. you got Hasbrook Heights is right by there, which is very nice. I'm, I'm, there are, there are there nice, nice areas, areas everywhere. Yes, of course. Why would you say that? Because I've been phases. up there. It looks like, you know, Route 3, disaster. Route 17, okay. a mess up there. Well, they're highways, but you yeah. don't find the developments in the neighborhoods really nice places to live. You better I'm, take I'm him through there. By you. you better take Jason Garrett through there when you bring him in. Take him through the night. Like when you're going to the Jets facility, winding roads, woods, deer on the hot, on the side of the road, eating grass. All true. Then you get to you're also in the middle of nowhere. That's that's a good point. Which is perfect for you. Some people don't like that. Right. Some people like to be where the action is. Yes. Not I say me. he lives in Deal. Maybe maybe Spring Lake, and you'll run into him on the boardwalk. Oh, that would be cool. That would be exciting. Jason, Al Dukes, maybe you've heard of me, Matawan Hero. Oh, hi, Jason. Right. Do I have time for one more story before Edward? the break, Edward? 
No, he what? says no. So hold that. That's a radio tease. Oh, Al yeah, is, is going to give us a great story on the Nets well, from last night in Philadelphia. And no, then uh, G joins us that. at 6. You're kidding. Uh, here on The Fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. Nets did lose last night. You had Seton Hall win, Rutgers win, St. John's lost. What else you got, Al? You were holding a big story. Jerry, always a sad day for me when someone from my childhood wrestling days passes away. Oh, uh, who now? Rocky Johnson, who is... Who the hell is Rocky Johnson? Well, Rocky Johnson fought in the, the uh, 70s and 80s, and he is the father of... The Rock is that true? And he was a bit. He was a big pro wrestler in WWF at the time, around was, the Andre the Giant days. Oh yeah, yeah. He wrestled. Super, well, oh yeah. Was he a winning wrestler? He was a winning he wrestler. No, no. He was a winning wrestler. In fact, Rocky Johnson. He and Tony Atlas were the first African American tag team champions. And no Tony, Tony was, Atlas used to press you. Was he more head. of a tag team wrestler? No, I, he, I mean, he, as a kid, I watched it. I yeah. don't remember him. No, no. He uh, he was a, a solo wrestler as well. The Iron Sheik, I remember. Yeah, no, he would have fought the Iron Sheik. George the Animal Steel. Yeah, he'd have fought him too. But I remember some of these guys. Yeah, that name I don't remember. And he trained the Rock to become a wrestler. Rocky so you, trained the Rock. Right. So you have Rocky Johnson. Hmm. He was Mom, a very muscular guy. Jerry lifted weights. Like his son. My dad met him out at Newark Airport one time. That was the day my dad decided to shatter my wrestling dreams. Ah, uh, was he and, a nice guy? Um, uh, well, he was a good guy wrestler good. anyway. Yes. But my dad was all too happy to come home and say, you know, he got me some wrestling autographs. And he goes, yeah, just so you know, all these guys were sitting together. Oh, they the were The guys that hate each they other. They were enemies. Right. Yeah. He's like, yep, Ivan Putski was sitting right next to Ken. Ivan Putski. To Ken Patera, even though they're fighting. Again, names I don't right, know. Right, but why would you ruin the childhood dream of mine? NFL Championship Sunday happens this Sunday. 